1: Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. That it is with you for one more hour here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I'm Austin Norman in Lincoln, joined by Eric Strickland on the road. You'll be back tomorrow, right, Stricky, if all goes well?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Excellent. We will look forward to seeing you back here in studio. Also, I'm sure people uh, from Wednesday on might be lucky enough to see you uh, down at 27th and Pine Lake. Yeah,
2: Wednesday on, man.
1: Uh, I'll be back for a little bit. So, yeah, other
2: than I'll be out uh, again on Thursday. But um, it's a birthday stuff I've got to do. But other than (laughs) that, man, after that, I'll pretty much be home. I've I've got I've got um, I've landed. I think I want to say Austin. It's about four or five Big Ten plus games this year.
1: Ooh, okay, tricky.
2: So yeah, it's full from November. I would would be doing the one, but uh, I was already pre pre engaged to go to a birthday event. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, about four or five games. Uh, looking forward to that, man. It's going to be fun again.
1: We are so close to the start of college basketball season. It is. It is right around the corner. It is about that time. I'm sure we will talk plenty more about that here in the weeks to come. Uh, so called football season, though. That's still where we're at. That's where the, the focus of the nation is. Uh, we do have a, a good number of responses here on our Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. Before we get to those, though, Strick, let's start in the Big Ten. A lot of weird, a lot of wild, a lot of wacky. First of all, tip of the cap to Rutgers. Greg Schiano, a uh, year four back there, has the Scarlet Knights Bowl eligible. Uh, Gavin Wimsett goes nuts, and they beat Indiana 31-14. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, we talked a little bit about 49-0. Uh, Michigan romps. Penn State, Ohio State. You talked on the Penn State aspect of it. I'm with you. They, they choked. It was in their fingertips. They let it go. Should have had that defensive touchdown that got called back for a penalty. I think that... Swung the game, and Penn State never really found a way to respond from there. This is not an Ohio State team that we're used to. Led by the defense with an okay offense, that's really Marvin Harrison Jr. 11 for 160 in a tutty. Yeah. My goodness. Come on, Austin. Austin,
2: that's the one guy that can kill you, and you let him go for 160. You let him. I was like, what are you doing? Yes, 200. Yes. He had of the 286 yard. He had 162 of it, almost all of it, mm-hmm. and and you lose by eight points because my boy, you uh, let me just be quiet. Uh, <laughs> that's a frustrating thing to watch. That I mean, I, I I I'm gonna say that's watching that when I was watching the game is probably just as frustrating as me sitting in the building watching. Uh, The Dallas Mavericks, when I was working with them, with the ability to go up, I want to say three to one against the Miami Heat in 06 Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and watching them let Dwayne Wade go absolutely bonkers. Like I'm telling I'm telling everybody, I'm like, are you all serious right now?
1: Were you about ready to jump back courtside?
2: Uh, No, that's how I felt. I'm like, I wanted to go in the locker room and put on a uniform like Mm -hmm. I'm like at least I'm going to put a uh, – we're going to either fight or I'm going to put an elbow in his chest on one of those uh shots he's taking. You're you not shooting like this, my boy, without <laughs> me doing something to you. That's It's crazy to me that they let him go bonkers like that. That's what I felt about that game right there. You freaking let the one guy that can kill you go nuts. It was crazy. Crazy watching Margaret Harrison Jr. do what he did to him.
1: Is this – is this the best Ohio State team of the Ryan Day era? Probably not. But the fact that they're different, I think, strict. The fact that they, they stopped Penn State's run game to the degree that oh, they did, gosh. I think gives Ohio State a much better chance against Michigan than I would have given them at the beginning of the year. I agree. I, I absolutely
2: agree. Um, the resilience of skating by Notre Dame was, mm-hmm. was huge for me. I think that was a huge confidence booster, not just for the players, but for the staff. You know, because I can imagine they were on pins and needles, wondering what the heck is going to happen if if we not only lose this one, but if we lose that one that's coming, like what's going to happen to us? So I, I can imagine you. You, it's easier to lose the one because you got a chance to redeem yourself. But good guys you would have lost the Notre Dame one and
1: that one. Mm-hmm. I don't want to write off James Franklin. He's a really good coach, but that's all he is. He's really good. He's not elite, and that's where yeah. I, I respect him wanting to build at Penn State and get it done there. But from a business perspective, Strick, maybe he should have, you know, if there was legitimate interest from USC and LSU, taken one of those jobs. Because I can only imagine how frustrated that fan base is with him. I mean, he's doing at Penn State really better than what Bo Pelini did at Nebraska. They've been on that doorstep so many times where they can never win the one game that they seem to need to. They're going to go 10-2 and every year, lose to Ohio State and Michigan, be really good, but never good enough, even with their best teams. Yeah.
2: Four oh two four six four five six eight five because I, I, I was on the text line engaging uh with someone and one of the things I said was Penn State is like Tennessee in the SEC.
1: Ooh, talk to me. Bring it.
2: They're 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 good and good enough to win, but they just you see Georgia and you see um Alabama and you wilt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Tennessee's
1: up twenty to seven, and they let Bama <laughs> rip off twenty seven unanswered points. Man. How?
2: Yeah, that, that's how I feel. Now, it, I want to know who's those teams like that. That's why I throw it out four two four six four five six eight five. Who are those other teams in other conferences? The A, the ACC. Um, who is that in the Pac twelve? Who is that in the Big twelve? Who is that? Who is that team for you that you you
1: you can say is like the Penn State or the Tennessee of the SEC, the two big conferences? They don't have who is it to you. So in the ACC, they don't have nearly the football history. But North Carolina tricked it off against Virginia. They get on the doorstep, get so close to winning the conference, and there's one game (laughs) that comes up and gets them every year. The Duke fan every year, every year, every year, Mm -hmm. man. Yeah. The Duke fan in me likes to laugh at it, but at the same time, it's one win and you're there. In the Pac 12 streak, I don't think there's an answer other than USC because of that mm-hmm. defense. They get the hype, they put up the offensive numbers, but then they face Utah and they fold. Maybe they beat, you know, Washington or Oregon here or there, but if they face Utah, it's all over. USC mm-hmm. hasn't been back to that pinnacle since, what, 2004, 2005? when they were playing right, Texas right. in the Rose Bowls. So USC is the easy answer for me out of uh, the Pac-12. In the Big 12, I think the, the cop-out answer to some degree is Texas. Oklahoma has, has made the college football playoff, but never broken through in there, right? Oklahoma and Michigan are kind of mm-hmm. in that same boat. Um, so maybe it's one of those two teams. I just don't think there's enough of a football powerhouse outside of those two to say right. it's anyone else in the Big 12
0: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.
2: Let me let me ask this question. Did did I not say that it was going to be Utah that you did that gets USC? You I, did. I, I, I just I I I said it was definitely going to be them, and if it's not them, it's probably going to be Oregon. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: but Utah, you're every, all. Never fails. No. Never fails. Utah, Utah. And then Utah's a trickery. They they'll they'll trick off the bunch too. They're, they're one of those teams that'll get in there, look good. And I, I can't really fault them this year, Austin, because can't, you know, you know, rising was out. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. That quarterback's the spot, man. You gotta have it. And that's why I'm that's why I'm still uh, a little bit hesitant about Nebraska. I still want to, you know, see Hartburg continue to develop.
1: I'm with you on that. Um, looking elsewhere national uh, in the Big Ten, let's go back to the Big Ten real quick here, Strick. The Big Ten West is completely up for grabs because of what happened this weekend. Illinois had a chance to throw one of the biggest wrenches into this race, and they trick it off. They're up 21-7 to going into the fourth quarter. They give up essentially a walk-off touchdown pass to a left tackle. Not a tight end, <laughs> not a wide receiver, not a running back, to a left tackle. They messed that up. And Iowa almost out Iowa itself. You know, you have two yards in the second half. You think you get a punt return touchdown out of Cooper DeJean all the way from the left sideline, brings it all the way back around to the right. The explanation I've seen on that is that once the ball bounces and you've made a motion, you can't advance it. It was interpreted as a fair catch signal and the ball had bounced. Add that up. It's dead where you catch it. That's why you can't return it. It gets wiped off the board. Iowa, of course, doesn't even get close to field goal range after that. The Big Ten West is a jumbled mess. Wisconsin right now is your leader, thanks to beating Illinois. Iowa, a half game back after the loss, but Minnesota, Nebraska, Illinois, even even maybe Purdue, depending on how this weekend goes, are all mathematically still alive in this race, and it's kind of nuts. Bro, just help me to understand
2: how Daniel Jackson from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> help me to understand this, right? How does Daniel Jackson have 101 yards and uh, uh, Kaliak Manis Manis (laughs) only had 126 yards? Darn if I know, Stricky. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, make it make sense to me. I I don't know, man. It's a lot of weird stuff going on right now, bro, in this college football landscape. And I just don't know how to make any uh, semblance of it or anything. I just don't know what to even say about it. It's just wild to see some of this stuff like
1: that. I'm I'm with you. Okay. Turning our attention back national. Um, some of these top teams, Strick, that are fighting for a college football playoff appearance didn't look good. Washington has the huge win over Oregon last week. And Strick, you and I both said that this game being at home really helps Washington. I thought mm-hmm. they would look much better than they did. 15 to seven is all they beat Total. Arizona state by that. That takes quite a bit of helium out of that balloon for me
2: but then we talk about it though we talked about teams that are not necessarily um let me let me let me hopefully get the right word um their programs aren't established mm-hmm. their identities aren't fully established right and they can sometimes have these little falls where they play down or up to their competition and then you you basically Uh, expend all of your emotional capital and then you come in because you know this team is not very good and then you end up in a freaking dogfight and it happens in basketball all the time Mm -hmm. where you start settling just start shooting jumpers and you're not really trying to attack and spend energy and you just think you're going to coast through it and then all of a sudden they get hot and they run off a run on you of 10-15 points and now you're behind it's the same thing in football to me. And I think this is that that's the show of a good team. And that's the lessons that you can teach from it is, is is what happened to like, because guess what? You could easily be on the other
1: side of that and think you're going to just walk in and turn the lights on. It's not going to happen. It's not in the big 12. He had two of those games, Texas got out to a 21, nothing lead over Houston. Uh, let the Cougars right back in it. They do enough to hold on at the end. So Texas wins Oklahoma trailed a good chunk of the game against UCF, uh, who, who hasn't lived up to yeah. the hype coming in from the American. UCF marches down the field with, an, with a shot to tie the game down 31-23. They get the ball in the end zone, but they don't get the two-point conversion. I thought Oklahoma you know, had a chance to sneak in, but someone might get Oklahoma, and by virtue of Texas having lost to Oklahoma, I'm going to predict that the Big 12 doesn't get a team in the college football playoff again.
2: Uh, I think that could be a good prediction it, like I say man i it's it's scary to watch this this team UC, UCF team at home should't have even been mm-hmm. in the on the freaking field with you. you should have yeah. been you should have been resting by the third quarter if you really would have done your job mm-hmm. uh, so
0: yeah it, it's
2: it's a dangerous combination and I don't think I don't think they they'd get out unscathed either.
1: The other interesting game from your, your top 5, top 10 range nationally was a, a top 25 matchup between Florida State and Duke down at Doe Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee. Duke jumps out to a big lead. They let Florida State back in it with a kick return. They're only up 20-17 to 17 at the half. And then Riley Leonard gets hurt again. Strick, I had forgotten um, that it was after Notre Dame had converted the 4th and 16 to go ahead against Duke. After that play is when Riley Leonard got injured, missed some time, comes back against Florida State. He's hurt again. Duke was rolling with him there, but Florida State did exactly what it did against LSU. Didn't play its best game in the first half, exploded in the second, especially the fourth quarter here for Penn State where they put up uh, 21 unanswered points in the second half all coming in the fourth quarter. Florida State hasn't really dominated wire to wire in a game, but it's that that explosiveness that you never know when that run's going to come it's honestly kind of like Steph Curry Warriors-esque where you just always have to be ready for them to make that big pop and run away with it. Yeah,
2: and they don't really have, like, to me, I don't know if it's like they have a, a large swath of big super play guys outside of George Travis who can, you know, he could do it with his feet or...
1: Keon or, Coleman.
2: I, I mean, I like Keon Coleman. I think he has the abilities. But I think if you shut them down, you can force if short him down. Mm-hmm. Don't let him get get in the big play zone. It forces them to get in the dink and dunk mode, and I think that's where you have a chance to beat Florida State. Sure. Um, you 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 keep Travis from using his legs. Um, you know, obviously sixty two yards in that game on ten carries. That's what he's going to do. That's how he's going to hurt you, and this is how he's going to create more time to create big plays. But I think if you keep him in the pocket and you force him to make decisions, I think he's a good enough quarterback to do it, but I also think that's a blueprint to help you to beat them if you can if you can get
1: them. I'm with you there. Uh, Oregon beats Washington State. Good bounce back from the Ducks. Washington State, now that's two losses in a row. They're 1-3 and three in Pac-12 play. Ole Miss survives Auburn on the Plains 28-21. Uh, running Rebels take down the Tigers. LSU dominates our, our troops. Army goes down 62-0. Missouri Pretty big win for them. They pull away in the fourth quarter. Air Force does get it. Starting quarterback, Zach Larry, are back. Uh, they win over Navy 17-6. to uh, And UCLA, no issues with Stanford. So a lot of good stuff going on out west. We're going to go to break a minute or two early here. I went a little long with Sam McEwen yesterday in the Husker Extra Hour. Sam and I talked some Nebraska Northwestern. What to make of the defense's performance um, Heiner Carberg struggles and yet winning. So more of what Strick and I talked about, you'll hear uh, Sam McEwen of the Omaha World. Harold, his take on the Huskers 17-9 win over Northwestern when we get back.
0: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin-Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.